0: I think the majority of us here in the MMORPG community have so much more to do with our time than to I'm sorry so kicking in it than to play Kingdoms of Valeria or Chronicles of Valeria or plan to ever play it for that reason. Dude, there were two things I saw. Okay, so I I plan to cover this stuff in the near future, but there's so much to talk about for videos. Like I haven't even gotten into my rant. So I got to limit my ranting here and save some of it for that. But good old Caspian man on July 14th, right? Let's talk NDA community health and digital assets. Yo, I, I believe that there's like something about crypto going on now. Mm-hmm. that if i'm not mistaken i don't know yes. if you've. no actually... you're not mistaken okay i've read it i okay, read it it's cool. uh
1: off the top of my head it's them he's basically saying that there it is. anybody who owns land in the game is now going to be able to buy and sell that land for crypto in the real world what dude
0: Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning party member. So welcome back, Renfail. Hello, hello. And unfortunately, the Nathan Napalm was not able to make it today. Feels bad, man. Feels bad. Luckily, though, he didn't get, a, you know, no cop issues this time. didn't <laughs> get
1: busted speeding this time, <laughs> thankfully.
0: Yeah, I know, right? It wasn't because it got busted speeding. Okay, friends, it's been a few weeks, but look, we've got a lot to talk about today. And uh oh man. Yo, before I dig in too far though, gotta give a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Thank you for keeping this party's bags packed and stocked for all of the fun and adventures we have here on the show. We have a lot of adventures indeed to, uh, to talk <laughs> about today, but um, it's a damn shame that Nathan won't be here, but uh, we are going to have a hell of a show and a full show for sure. Um, but, you know, typical format. Obviously, if you want to uh, leave a message for the show, you can call into one five, three, nine, six, six, four, six, eight, zero, one. You can go to at the LFM show on Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, the pinned tweet at the very top has, uh, the place you can go to iTunes to give us a five-star review, leave a comment. And if you do, we'll read it on the show. Um, yeah, you can leave us something in the mailbag for some grunt somewhere to get to us over at the LFM show at gmail.com. Uh, aside from that, we're going to just dig in, man, kind of catch up with, uh, uh, the homies here today, but Renfell, man, it's been, look, I know I weeks. said, yeah, it's been a few weeks. I said, you know, it might be a minute. Um, because Ashes of Creation obviously went into its Alpha One stage. And uh, I am a content creator for that game. I've been creating content around it for years. Um, so obviously, I had to dig in and I really wasn't too sure what time was going to look like or what the testing um, phases were going to look like, how that would align with the show and everything. Um, and then, you know, we actually had we planned on doing an episode, not like was it last week, maybe? And I think it, I think didn't, it was last week. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really align because there was stuff going on with, with people here as well. So, um, so anyway, come hell or high water, we're making this one happen. We'll be here next week as well. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to in the past few weeks, man?
1: Mm, lots of, on um, on on a on the work front, we've got a bunch of stuff banged out with the tabletop game. Published the first few chapters of the book. We're doing the first playtesting next Wednesday. We're going to be streaming that live with, we got six playtesters. Um, we've got... All the company stuff wrapped now websites and logos and brand the official brand name instead of project we will actually be doing the official naming that's all coming in september nice we've been busy with all that and then game wise i did dive into new world which was a pleasant i'd say it's a pleasant surprise um it was more than i because i went into it Mm -hmm. zero expectations and literally pre-ordered it the day before the closed beta started Mm -hmm. with you know i literally had written it off because i thought it was a pvp only game and then a couple days before launch i saw a couple videos and was like this sounds interesting bought it and then i binged it for like three days straight and came away going it has a lot of potential Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's mostly just been uh, my wife and i just doing going crazy with like all the graphic design for all the logos and everything and then my brother and i getting all the legal stuff set up for the company so that we can change it from the placeholder name and then start the playtesting which is gonna be fun for tabletop stuff
0: oh yeah i'm a huge tabletop fan i know nathan nerds out about it too i'm a, i'm like a fan but i'm always like a fan from a distance i feel like you know like I, I don't ever feel like i have the time to actually dig in and play it but like i don't know man i think here in the next year i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to carve some time out because i feel like i'm missing out on a lot of fun
1: you, you are missing out man
0: yeah there's been a lot of really great things in tabletop lately too so um yeah new world there were a lot of people in my own community um even in my guild that have been playing that lately
1: yeah i joined your guild's group on Mm -hmm. uh in new world um i didn't really do anything with anybody because i play at weird hours and everything but uh i know they're excited about it um Mm -hmm. you know I, i i think it has a lot of potential um uh, the only concern I have, and I, I said this in the review that I did on YouTube, I think the only downside that I see of it long term is going to be, can they have enough content at? And I, I fucking hate saying this mm-hmm. because I feel like so many games, because th- this, so many games only focus on the end game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New World has done something very well in that there is a boatload of content for all types of playstyles throughout the game from level one all the way up to the cap but i do concern because this is what i saw Mm -hmm. i saw everyone in the course of like one week just bum rushing to cap and like kind of skipping all of this really cool amazing content that exists in the game and i don't feel like there's enough to sustain people uh, if that's what you're going to do, if that's your path, the rush mm-hmm. to the end, I don't think do. there's going to be enough to sustain a population at the cap at this point in time, but we'll see what happens after, uh, after launch and what they plan to do on doing DLCs and stuff.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, there's, there are there's like the, I, I don't know, man. I kind of wonder sometimes like how great of a population these days, uh, is there that really just focuses on getting to the end quickly and bypassing. Cause some people don't hate, some people don't care about quests or don't care about like some of those steps along the way. Like when you have like, for example, like crafting and things of that nature <clears throat> that might be part of the leveling process for some people. Um, some people don't take those things into account or really focus on it as being a priority to them. And, you know, I mean, I know plenty of people. They don't care about the story in the game. They don't care. They'll completely just grind out levels, get to the end game. And that's their goal. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of those people uh, who are even really great players that I've known, um, they'll get to that point and then there's like there's nothing to do I'm bored.
1: board or on to the next one and it's gone yeah
0: and it's um so there's like those people right and then there's the people that just really like to savor every step along the way and they super focus on you know every every you know line in the text for the the narratives for the quests and things and they do take their time with like you know if there's animal husbandry or if there's like crafting or whatever you know, like taming their mounts or, you know, maybe even breeding them or, or whatever they might be doing along the way. Um, hell trade in general, trying to make as much money as they can. There's a lot of different, you know, cutouts for different people.
1: I do think the interesting thing, because they came out sort of within a couple of weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have commented on this, which is looking at the, the, the conversation between new world and um Crowfall, because, Crowfall has struggled to hit 4,000, 5,000 concurrent players to the point where they actually have now, in one of the patches, they did an API switch where they're no longer letting the Discord bots check the population of the Crowfall servers because they don't want the negative press associated with the lack of people playing. And on the flip side, you saw the closed beta for New World come out and had over 200,000 concurrent players on steam alone and i don't think that accounts for however many people were playing through actual amazon's platform as well um so it 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 is looking there's a lot there i think that's a good looking game and if they can continue to build off of the base fix some of the issues with questing maybe slow down the leveling a little bit more Mm -hmm. and if they have a good plan for dlc and post content or post-launch content i think that that game could have a good future ahead of it because um, it has a population and it was i enjoy it's the first mmo i've played in a long time where i actually played it and went this is actually really fun the only reason i didn't continue playing is because after three days i said "It's a a closed beta it's getting a full white before yeah. launch i'm not gonna burn through and no. i don't want to see everything i want right. to save it all for launch i did enough to do a youtube video i played i played three days and i got about 22 hours in three days which means i played quite a bit over three days yeah. and um Got to like level 20 and got up to like level 55 60 in most of my crafting and and it was just it's solid it's really solid it's got a solid base so hopefully they can take that and run with it they yeah. need a win amazon studios does need a win after all mm-hmm. the canceled games and crucible and all the other stuff right. that's going on with them
0: yeah i've always thought that this was actually going to be a pretty solid launch in terms of like the game itself being well designed I think overall it's probably well designed compared to a lot of
1: other performance but, is amazing. You know. And there were zero stability issues that I saw. Nice. Um, I think the servers came down two or three times over the course of the time that I played. Um, but there was no like, Oh, we're waiting. There was no queues, you know, cause they, mm-hmm. they spun up enough servers, um, which eventually they'll have to shrink that down. But like I said, it was, it was good. And, and I was actually surprised by performance performance was, I mean, I don't i didn't count but it you know getting into like i can't remember the name of the city ever meet or something there was it had to have been a couple hundred people in one city space and and never i mean my frame rate i, I had the frame rate capped because i didn't want to run into the issue that people were talking about with their gpus frying oh, so i just right. capped it at, i just capped it at 30 fps and i never saw that drop ever it never dropped below 30 32 for me even when i was in a space with like 200 people or however many there were in those cities mm-hmm. so, i mean it it it's doing all the right things that it's supposed to be doing to have a successful launch so
0: yeah it's actually like you know talking to some people about it too i think it was called lumberyard right isn't that the name of their engine well that
1: that was what it's called but they've they're moving it to open source now and it's called uh there was just a press release that went out like a week ago um they're moving it to open source and calling it something different now really um really? yeah so
0: Op- but yes open it was and hey, show, man. But, um. be like, yeah that's that's interesting i definitely would be curious about that so obviously ash as a creation we i've mentioned that you know i started kind of preface that about like you know my own availability <clears throat> i always say like first couple weeks i anticipated is pretty you know for a game where it's out right now which is alpha early alpha it's not a content alpha it was a technical alpha which means you're not going to have content to really do a lot of and you know, uh New World I think was a couple weeks after it was started or whatever. So I think a lot of people even that were testing Ashes like ended up going over there. But, you know, overall Ashes was pretty, you know, I was pretty I was pretty surprised actually by it. You know, I mean I there weren't as many castle sieges. I think there's like some some complaints I've had there. I talked about it on the Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sunday, along with everybody else. And <clears throat> I think the long and short for this audience that will be listening to this is that, you know i think in the beginning of those couple of weeks like there were people like there were there was a, a character wipe you know after the one month started they have been taking it down for several days at a time but it's pretty consistent it's like you get four days was it five days on four days essentially off or three or four days off or something like that um yeah you get like monday tuesday wednesday okay so monday it it basically goes up on like thursday right now um, the servers open up, then you're basically playing through from like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday around midday it goes down. And then you're offline the rest of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it comes back up midday on Thursday. Um, it's kind of how it's been working right now. Um, a big part of what they were aiming to test was Castle Sieges. And there was uh, Castle Siege testing, specifically early on, I actually had a lot of Trouble with performance on it, and it made it very difficult to like really do anything that's like falling through the world and stuff. Um, which actually I didn't have some of those issues, um, prior to that, because I did the back end testing and I can talk about that like before they actually went into no NDA visual. <clears throat> and we talked about it here, it was actually, you know, impressive. And so I'm not sure what was going on, but like there were a lot of bugs. I think they were, it was probably something to do with pushing more people. Um, And i thought that like the lagginess that i experienced might have been as a result of like um you know that i was streaming at the same time as doing it but performance-wise my computer wasn't really having issues and when i like would check in with a lot of other people the consensus was that streaming really didn't seem to be the contributing factor that because people that weren't streaming and people that were it seemed like you had half of them that like had that issue and you had half of them that didn't. And I've got a really good rig, so.
1: I was going to say, you just updated everything like a couple months back, I Mm -hmm. recall.
0: Um, Yeah, solid. I mean, I got a 3080. I got an i9. I mean,
1: 64 gigs
0: of RAM. I'm rocking, man. I'm like set up to multitask. So, Um, Plus my performance on my GPU and CPU weren't like really bad. Um, So it was, yeah, it was definitely like an interesting situation. Don't know what contributed to it. uh, But the unfortunate thing is since there wasn't as much testing around that. Now the population's died down because consumers consume content and content oh, yeah. isn't plentiful in a technical alpha. So as a result of that, you you're really doing back end testing. And now I think the the overall concern for many people in the community really isn't like that the game's like bad or anything. Actually, everybody overall, for the most part, is pretty happy with it, which is a huge win for Intrepid. From my perspective, uh, the downside is uh, people want content well new world's got a lot more content and it's in a beta so there's a lot more there well and it's yeah
1: i also feel that's an unfair Unfair comparison comparison. Mm -hmm. yeah because new world is literally launching at the end of august exactly and has had you know much bigger team a lot more Mm -hmm. i would assume a lot more money and a lot more time yeah um to put things not and and no no shade being thrown at steven and his team but all the people working on new world are veterans who have built mmorpgs before which streamlines the process to some Mm. degree so um yeah i would say that's i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about that too much because Mm. i don't i don't think that that's a comparison that's fair to make because it's a it's a independent crowdfunded you know game versus a streamlined AAA game that had (laughs) a lot of money and everything else thrown out it, and mm. it's like one month from launch whereas right. i think from what i've heard again i haven't played the ashes beta and stuff or alpha excuse me from what i heard i think people most people are saying it's still a couple years out from being yep. at a at a place where it's going to be launched so yeah it's they got plenty of time to catch up um,
0: yeah and i think i think the thing that people are saying right now is i think we all would like to see them put everybody on the servers that they have together into one place and just like basically boost everybody give them the gold whatever and let them just go in there and just test things you know test like the castle sieges because right now when the quests bug out like the most lucrative way to gain XP is through quests and they don't all work and they break sometimes and then you can't get to the end you can't get the epic gear so there's like this bit of imbalance and people probably aren't really as motivated and all that stuff and you know i think it could be pretty good for for what they're doing to kind of just like throw everybody in a into a place let them kind of create these characters give them all the things and let them go in there and just start hammer
1: hammering i mean if if, if they've already done all the data collection that they need from the alpha and you're you're coming down to the end of it why not just boost Mm -hmm. everybody up to max have fun (laughs) you know here's a send off weekend and just blow through things
0: i think so too um New World's been looking pretty good. You know, my main complaint's always been thematically, I just can't get into it. Uh just like the the time period. I guess it's in the Bermuda Triangle with something somebody. Oh, sorry. I was
1: I was trying to wrap my head around what you meant by theme. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's one of the reasons I was initially not just for the PvPS, but because originally it was gonna be like as I recall, it was literally gonna be like, you know, the colonial people coming over from europe to the new world and like yeah. conquering the indians the native americans as as they say right. and um uh the that obviously threw a big red flag into everything because i was like you can't do that like that's just not cool to to do that cultural appropriation and and everything and, and like glorify it so they went away from that they took away the pvp um i don't know that it has an official setting i'm not a professional on this um mm. But I think the theory is that, yeah, it's kind of like it's an island set in a Bermuda triangle-ish mm. thing. And that th- and it's basically like, here's an island which has a mysterious, it's like lost. It has a, <sighs> a mysterious shroud around it. And the people who are on the island can't die. They just keep resurrecting. And um, that's part of the lore. And so that's when you're running around, you're seeing these different buildings and edifices and things that have been built over the centuries and so you're seeing many different time periods represented in the different areas of the game world as you run around because there have and I haven't unfolded all the lore yet but it's just this has been going on for centuries and so uh, maybe longer I really don't know the timeline but yeah it's 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 a I've heard the Bermuda Triangle angle before I don't know if it's officially set in the Bermuda Triangle um but it's that that vibe um i story wise i i feel like it's a little eh a little lacking in that department, there are lots of teases, and it's enough to kind of mm-hmm. keep me working on the main quest. But the majority of the game is a bunch of you know repeatable content, and there's all the settlement stuff that you're doing and all the crafting, and everything else. Um, so it remains to be seen from my perspective if the story is going to play a bigger part or not. because um, mm-hmm. right now they're doling it out very, very slowly.
0: Yeah, I'm curious too. I was like, I'm looking over the article you sent me too, talking about Amazon. It's contributing the Lumberyard game engine to open source, and it will be known as the open 3D engine. Wow.
1: And there's like 20, I think it's a 20 companies 20 are founding are
0: members. A, yeah. 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 What, dude? So this is n- very unexpected.
1: Yeah, that just happened. Like That, that, that came yeah. out, what is it, the 6th of July 6th or something? July. Is that article?
0: Yes, July 6th. What? I am actually really surprised about this. I would have totally expected them to find a way to try to monetize this and try to like make it about.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they chose to go that route because Star Citizen is using Lumberyard, and that's another really big in-development game. Obviously, it's not an Amazon Studios game, but it's using the Lumberyard engine since they switched away from crypto or from hmm. uh, Cry Engine. Um, so I don't know. Um, it's interesting.
0: This is very interesting. I'm really curious about this. This is something I'm going to, have to look into a little bit more. I want to like, yeah? It says while Amazon originally licensed Lumberyard from Crytek, the maker of the Cry Engine, the company has rewritten the code from scratch. Wow.
1: This is this goes into the lawsuit that uh, nice. CryEngine brought against uh, uh Robert Space Industries and Star Citizen because they were that's what they were saying it was like well all of this was originally CryEngine and you just rewrote it and since it's part of its ours we deserve a piece of that pie mm-hmm. and you know there's it's that's been an interesting evolution wow uh, I know when my brother and I first saw Lumberyard it was austin game conference 2017 which is when we took saga leucemia there and we right. were as part of the indie, the indie game dev showcase and and amazon had a booth at the game conference and they were showing off the lumberyard engine and we were looking at it going this looks kind of cool because what they were showing at the time was a very whatever whatever demo they had set up looked a lot like uh, star Wars, the old Republic. So it was a stylized game, but it was like, this looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to see another option coming out besides unity. That's easily accessible. And then around that same time was when unreal decided that they were going to start offering the free version for everybody. And, 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 and some more competition is never a bad thing mm-hmm. uh, because it leads to innovation. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that it's going to be going open source now.
0: It really is. Yeah. It makes me, uh, i'm actually really want to like look into this a little bit more and try to understand yeah i don't know Um, enough about it i just said something that got
1: it came across it the other day um i think it was then i where did i just find it it's in this indie uh mmo alliance discord i'm in and somebody had thrown it up in there
0: yeah it's very curious i'm gonna gonna definitely want to look into that a bit I'm, i'm actually a bit fascinated by the fact they chose to do that very unexpected from my perspective that they would even do that just from my perspective, because I always thought to myself, like, oh, well, if they're doing this, it seems like, you know, like some meta brain thinking, you know, we'll, we'll do this thing, you know, we'll do New World. I always thought to myself, like, we'll do New World, we'll, we'll develop this engine, and if this engine, we, we can create something phenomenal that we can monetize this, people can use it to build their games, and then we make some money. Because, I mean, let's be real, that's kind of the, the way that we've seen him don do things like they kind of it wouldn't
1: it would be a bad business decision It wouldn't. but i, w- I would wonder and, and this is purely it's purely theory i have mm. no proof of any of this yeah. but i wonder how much of this is tied to the cry engine drama mm. and amazon just to saying you know what if we continue to push this we're going to continue to have legal issues let's just make it open source and that's off of our shoulders we can focus on other things and not worry about that even though it is there is money to be made there. We'll figure out other ways to make money.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know if that's true or not. Like I so said, that's just a theory right. that I have. That they might just write it, have written it off so that they could just say we don't want to deal with this anymore. Let's just move on. Who knows?
0: Um. <laughs> so there's our two cents on New World. Right. I I think it goes through closed beta to August second. And then it Something launches like that, yeah. August 31st, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that second date, but if I remember correctly, no, it's, it's, I'm
1: pretty sure it's the 31st. Yeah, 31st. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So I'm seeing correct in chat. So awesome. So, you know, obviously new world, I think is going to be a game that's probably going to, I think it's going to do good. I think
1: it'll have a healthy population.
0: I, I do too. I've always thought this, um, I, I don't plan on playing it for my own reasons and I'm not going to bash it. I don't know. I'm not going to bash it. Like I don't have any really negative perspective to, to feel like they're doing anything bad i mean i would think aside from like the whole thing with we're testing out these like quality of life item blah 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 and are testing i think for me i'm kind of going you know kind of hope we don't see a whole lot of that anytime soon and hopefully never i mean in a perfect world but we'll it'll see come. what happens. There's... Yeah. yeah it'll come I, know. I don't want to be a <laughs> doomer but you know it's probably probably going to happen once the they find the the comfortable moment to introduce it um uh or it's comfortable of a moment as they can moving on from that so ashes is doing it's rocking along i'm i'm very happy with everything that i've seen with ashes of creation i'm actually really you know been pretty excited about how well the servers performed honestly overall um with how well they've kind of like been communicating what they've been working on i mean granted i don't think they've resolved everything but they also haven't had tons of downtime um, compared to the downtime they've had before i'm definitely curious i have a live stream coming up on friday uh, tomorrow So I'm actually really curious uh, from that live stream, like maybe what they share, because they were also moving into a studio, the new studio, the much bigger one. Um, And I think they were planning on doing some like studio tour sort of stuff, if I'm not mistaken. So I'd be very curious to actually see um, if they share any of that or where they kind of what they end up sharing and showcasing for us, what some of their own reflections of testing has been, Um, because they go through until August 13th. So we still got a couple weeks. At this point until they're done with testing um aside from that uh you know there have been some other things coming up we're, we're gonna lead into those we you brought up crowfall and i actually wanted to talk about that because that game launched officially july 6th as well which was the same date of the announcement on that the, the uh, lumberyard kind of discussion or whatever but they finally went into uh six years of development they had right they or basically it's touting as a throne war mmo for pvp players um my i've not jumped in myself personally not because i don't care to try it i just haven't gotten to it yet but i think that's like the thing for me that i'm noticing about crowfall is i'm just not i don't find myself super interested in it nothing has ever caught my attention and i'm i'm not saying that to knock it this is for me like visually, it doesn't look bad. Like it seems like, uh, look, I play World of Ooh, Warcraft, obviously. It game look bad, yeah. Um, I think visually, I could get into it. Uh, but I, I've noticed after all the years that this has been in development, I've never, as somebody who's always gone and tried to read, I just have never felt engaged in the game, and I can't quite place why that is. This is one of those games that I find myself going. Why don't I care to even look into this? If visually it's kind of appealing, and I can't place it, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. know
1: I don't know either. I, I I have zero interest in it because it's all, it's purely PvP. There's no. Yeah. That's literally no what the game is. So I immediately wrote you know wrote it off from there. But I also haven't seen any story. And for me to even want to get involved in a game, I need there to be a story. I need there to be, uh scribbles just made it there's a good that's a trigger word um vision we've talked about this on this show many times Mm -hmm. there has to be a vision for the game and i don't see a vision now they've done a similar thing where they put you know they raised a lot of money they've raised 32 million dollars i think is what the number i read the other day was but not all of that was for development of crowfall a lot of that was also for the development of the engine that they've built and then they're licensing the engine they've got a art art what's the name of their studio art something
0: Um, um, give me a moment and I'll find it.
1: I just need to. They've da, got a lot more going art on craft. than just Artcraft. It's not just about Crowfall, like, they were trying to build uh, something more than just a game. They were trying to build this engine and some other stuff so that they had a whole offering. And so, I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna rant for a minute. Sure, yeah. Um, do here, right? Because I I do wanna I, I do wanna point out the similarities. There's two projects. Um, this is another project by MMRPG veterans of yesteryear, right? We're talking uh Shadow I believe, and Star Wars Galaxies. So we're talking people who have made big games that were very successful, and that's how they were able to get to the point where they were able to raise $32 million. Richard Garriott also was able to raise, you know. 12 plus million dollars for shroud of the avatar and the reason i want to make this distinction the similarity here Mm -hmm. is because we've now seen two mmorpgs developed by veteran developers who built big mmorpgs during the first generation who have now come back and tried to recreate that magic and they have failed miserably and i would consider those to be miserable failures on both parts yes Strata the Avatar is still limping along. And yes, Crowfall is limping along. But neither one of those games, I don't think, I could be wrong on this, but as I recall, Strata the Avatar never broke 5,000 concurrent players. And I don't think Crowfall has broken 5,000 concurrent players either. And yet both games have sold in the ballpark of 100,000 pre orders and were developed by MMRPG veterans. It's a very sad state of affairs when you sell a hundred thousand copies of anything and yet you can't even get five percent of your player base to want to log in and play your game on a regular basis now some people can say well it's you know the vision isn't there or they're trying to do things that are too old school and all this other stuff but i also just think that (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong sure the avatar launched with a subscription like, no it was always i can't remember if it was optional yeah, subscription yeah i don't remember or it, it was, was or subscription only but then it was like optional subscription crowfall has like the optional subscription and all this other stuff um they're just not working and yet they're being developed by these veterans and i think i look at that and go well a lot of what they're trying to do is they're trying to capture that old school nostalgia audience and unfortunately there's not enough there to want to keep those players coming back every single night. And also we're faced with something we've talked about on the show before. Um, There's just too much vine for my attention. Um, And and here's the kicker for me. Why would I pay $15 or $10 or whatever to play your one game when I can give Microsoft 10 bucks a month for game pass Mm. and get hundreds of games at my disposal? Like, it just doesn't track um and 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 i think that there's a lot to be said when you have two veteran you know development studios or or two studios led by veteran developers who have now launched morpgs that have failed in all sense of the word um it's you know i don't have anything necessarily to to say that other than to say I think it's an interesting thing to look at and analyze and should be analyzed to say why did these two games fail dramatically when they were developed by veterans? They sold a hundred thousand pre-order copies, they raised tens of millions of dollars. What has gone wrong? Why? Um it's worth noting. And then you have Valheim, which started off with three guys and I think it ended up with like five or six people on the team and sold like seven million copies in like two months where is the disconnect obviously something uh is going on there um yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting thing for me uh i had a long talk with my brother about it the other day because we were really analyzing like what do we think went wrong with crowfall um above and beyond just the lack of vision um Because I don't think it was the PVP else aspect because lots of people like PVP, but it does suffer from a lack of vision, which I think personally, I think would be why you can't seem to connect with it because there's just not enough there to make you go.
0: Yeah, you know me, man.
1: I should care about this. That's
0: a big one for me, too, is if I don't if I don't feel like it's something engaging for me, like if the the story and that's the thing with New World is I, I never really got a snap of what the story was. And thematically, this whole like colonial sort of vibe isn't really my jam anyway. Uh, coming, you know, coming to America for the first time, and like this whole like that just doesn't resonate for me. You
1: know, I will say that that doesn't really exist in the game anymore per really? se, um, because there's no native. At least I haven't seen it in New World. There's no native population on the island. It's just these. Mm. It's it's there's a Armored there's like stealth. a mountain in the center, and there's like creatures, and then there's all the people who have shipwrecked there over the years. Mm. But I don't. I think they got rid of the colonialization mm-hmm. aspect of it. Cause I haven't seen in the storyline so far, I'm only at level 20 something, but I haven't seen mm. the colonialization storyline.
0: Interesting. Might have to like lurk on some of my homies. Cause I know there's a bunch of people here that are going to be totally playing like regularly and stuff. And I, I've contemplated it, but I just don't know for me if like, I guess it goes back to value. Doesn't it? Like, is it going to be, am I going to, is it going to be worth buying to play it for me? And right now it's like, it's not, I'm not saying it's not worth my time and I wouldn't benefit from playing it in some way, shape or form. Yeah,
1: but you also got limited time. I also have
0: limited time. So for me, it just doesn't kind of make the cut. It's it's sort of the deal out of everything. I I got it going on right now. Um, But that's not a negative reflection on the game at all. But Crowfall, on the other hand, this one right here, like I don't really see what's going on with with New World a ton, like story-wise. I never really felt like there was a very great presentation on that. But Crowfall is a whole nother level of like vision problems for me i just like nothing there it's just like i don't here's pvp have
1: fun and i'm like uh what is the reason for the pvp like right why do we exist in this space what are we doing why are we here why are our souls here why are our Mm. avatars here like what's the purpose of all of this like i've never seen any of that like portrayed to me
0: like check this out so i'm gonna actually pull this up and look for it i'm gonna give you a perfect example of why it is that i'm just like i don't really understand this so I'm gonna go and type in Crowfall in my my email. Crowfall is launched, right? There's their launch email. And I got this. I'm just literally going back because I know exactly what I'm talking about. July 6th, right here. And they they go in and talk about where's that? Something about being a crow, the crow vip. You know, they're talking about oh my gosh. Where they're basically talking about how you're crows or whatever and how you can represent being a crow and all this stuff. And they show all the swag here and everything. And I'm just like, well, what's that even mean to be a crow? Like, what's that mean to be a crow and crow fall? Like, I mean, these like phrases that you're tossing around, is it just like people in the community? Like, I don't see anything, even in the launch email, it's like game guide, celebrating a launch with a six pack. Here's all the stuff you can buy. Here's the VIP you can get in on, you know, here's the VIP rewards. There's nothing at all about the story here like literally nothing not even it's time to get into this planet name or anything and i think for me that's a big part of it because every presentation I've gotten i'm like looking at other emails right now too um i'm just going through it all i'm talking i'm looking at like the june in june it's just talking about testing dates introducing this feature right prophecy um offers what it offers and everything but here's the collector's edition here's the early bird special here's the vip it's of this is what you can buy and what you can pay us to get stuff and
1: things. (laughs) It's literally, it sounds to me like it's just, this is what we're going to call membership. Pros are our members. And here's the various tiers of membership, but it's like, yeah, you should tell me what I get for being a member, but you still haven't told me anything about what your fucking game is. Like,
0: why is this? Why am I, what makes me passionate about being in this world? Aside from PVP, I could do that same stuff in another game. There's plenty of them that have it already.
1: Which, by the way, I got. I got to. I got to do a quick little. You know, spe- it Just this is the side thing, real quick mm-hmm. about PvP anywhere. So I've got Red Dead Online on the PS4, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's a game that I play to relax. I, I do it in the mornings with coffee, and I I'm doing a, the trader thing. So I go out and kill a bunch of animals, skin them, and turn it in. Well, I didn't realize, and I've been playing this game since it launched, and I didn't actually know that the there's a difference. You can do two different types of deliveries when you're going to town. One is short, and one is long short i'd always ever done just on the short ones and you don't get attacked by other players because you can have defensive mode toggled on right so then i go in to do this long version a long delivery because you make more money and i get halfway through and it says other players can attack your wagon and i was like okay and i did a couple of those a couple mornings in a row no problem and then the third morning happened and i was making the run and i got danked by a team of five players who ganked my wagon and then repeatedly killed me like four times in a row until I finally just did a parlay and said, I'm, I'm done. And I went and like made breakfast and had to cool off a little bit. But that's what I'm saying uh, to, to, to counter, not to counter, but to trigger off of what you just said, you can find PVP everywhere even on the ps4 destiny 2 red dead online you name it you can yes. find pvp so everywhere why man. should i care about it in crowfall
0: what makes pvp and crowfall special and meaningful like what makes it like something that's going to be interesting to me that makes me passionate to want to be playing it to be doing it like you know ashes has a vision for it like even new World's got a vision for it like i've watched their explanation of pvp i like actually caught some of that i'm like okay i get it right on you know it makes sense it wouldn't be like a big reason for me to play but certainly it would be a reason i might want to give it a shot but with crowfall when that's like you're saying this is like a throne right wouldn't that what they call it a throne hold on a second here you get the actual term i stated before right which is a throne war mmo for pvp players so that's like your thing like you've got to tell me all about what makes this a vision for a throne war pvp game like exciting and why I would be excited to play it or be passionate about being in there and, and and whooping people's ass in that world like why am I why do I want and also aside from like why would I want to play it what makes it meaningful for me to play it what's going to attract me as a player um you know like what makes it different so it's not like I'm not just going yeah but I could do this here and I don't see anything different like what makes it unique and interesting in, some, in a way that's different because for me innovation is key and if you're not like you know you said something earlier right competition is important because it, it helps to breed innovation and i agree with that 100 right which is why you don't want everybody doing the exact same things and like no one's doing anything different mm-hmm. um anyway that's my thing with crowfall it's like i i could play it i think for free if i'm not mistaken i think
1: i think right? you can pick it up for free and then they have an optional mm-hmm. vip if i'm not mistaken
0: so it's like, I'm sitting here going, and I've actually gone, I feel like I should give Crowfall a shot. And then in the back of my head, I'm always like, yeah, but why, dude? And I can't answer that question. I wish they could give me some direction, because then maybe I'd check the game
1: out. Even like, um, this there's a reason I still have never purchased uh, Marvel's Avengers for like the PS4 or anything, because, you know, I like Marvel, and I like the Avengers and everything else, mm-hmm. but I just, everybody said that the game is just like grindy, boring and there's not enough there and it's just like okay well that's enough for me to know not Not want to to purchase it it. like i need and and meanwhile then like uh pathfinder wrath of the righteous i think is what it's called was available for pre-order yesterday and uh on and i immediately pre-ordered and went because i know i'm gonna get 40 to 60 hours of entertainment out of the mm-hmm. game and it's going to have an amazing story because it's Pathfinder and it's Owlbear games and they did good with the first game and I've heard nothing but rave reviews mm-hmm. about story and what an amazing story it is and what an amazing fun everyone's had in the beta and I'm like take my money like if, if you can give me a story and show me you have vision then I will I'll be happy to mm. support your game but otherwise eh, I got more important things I can do with my time
0: That's a good point speaking of more important That's... things to do with our time i think the majority of us here in the mmorpg community have so much more to do with our time than to i'm sorry so kicking i'm gonna then to play kingdoms of Valyria, or chronicles of Valeria or plan to ever play it for that reason dude there were two things i saw okay so i i I plan to cover this stuff in the near future, but there's so much to talk about for videos. Like I haven't even gotten into my rant, so I got to limit my ranting here and save some of it for that. But good old Caspian, man, on July 14th, right? Let's talk NDA community health and digital assets. Yo, I, I believe that there's like something about crypto going on now. Mm-hmm. that if i'm not mistaken i don't know yes. if you've no actually... you're not mistaken okay i've read it
1: i okay, read it it's cool. uh off the top of my head it's them he's basically saying that there it is. anybody who owns land in the game is now going to be able to buy and sell that land for crypto in the real world what dude
0: taking this step will allow players to trade buy or sell their items from cryptocurrency or even flat currency in a way that is secure safe and auditable. So there's never a question of ownership. At the appropriate time, either expo- dude, like it's just every every opportunity, if I can sling anything at you to get you to give us money. I am really, really managing my emotional state a lot right now. I just want to say that like, to, to, to remain cool, calm and collected, because I just want to like rant about this. It's every opportunity this guy has. To find a way to try to get people to give him more money. That's every day of this guy's life. And
1: very unfortunate because gosh. the right thing to do would be to finish the fucking game. God ah, dude. With, but unfortunately, he doesn't have any more money left, and so he needs ongoing funding because he's not willing to do it for free. Mm-hmm. Um well that's a that's a that's a side thing.
0: Also, if I remember correctly, I'm looking for the I'm actually looking for this other article which i may not actually have on hand right now but something about the lawsuit being swapped oh there is that it right there yeah it's the class uh, action I, I linked class, it to you the other day um yeah. refund class action against chronicles of aliria maker Soulbound studios transferred to washington
1: yeah so this is i i you know if you have the link to that you can drop it in the yeah, chat um so it, it, it's something that's. I think it's worth people's time to go read it. If you don't understand all the legal terms, that's fine. Do some googling. You'll understand things a little bit better. But basically, what half What the, the crux of this is? Here's a guy who spent twenty-two thousand dollars on the game. It gets canceled. He says, "I want a refund." No. Exola has a refund policy that states that I must be given a refund. Everything they did post Kickstarter. Soulbound Studios was done with Exola. Therefore, if I'm not going to get my money from Soulbound Studios, then I should be able to get my money from Exola because they have a refund policy in their terms of service conditions, which is not incorrect. So this guy found a lawyer and found other people and they were able to get a class action lawsuit started in the state of California, which I'm assuming is where Exola is located because Soulbound is in the state of Washington. Now, this is important because the lawyer and the class action realized well we're not necessarily going to be able to get any money out of soulbound studios but we can get money from exola because exola is a massive company that yeah. does business on a global basis and they have a mandatory refund policy in place so obviously what 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 happened the crux of this is that a lot of people looked at this and said oh well that means that that they're winning Uh, Soulbound Studios is winning, Eh, not necessarily. What the judge in California Mm. said is that, well, here's the thing. There is an arbitration clause in the terms of service that you all agreed to when you clicked I accept with Exola before you did any transfer of funding. You accepted the terms of service. If you didn't read those terms of services, that's on you. And I would like to say at the moment – this is the moment where I would like to tell everyone, read the fucking terms of service for everything you sign because this is what happens. So the reason – so what happened is the judge in California said because there's a mandatory arbitration clause in that terms of service agreement, then you cannot pursue a class action lawsuit in court, it must go through arbitration. And by the way, I'm also granting the other request to move it all to the state of Washington since that where Solvon Studios is, and they are the crux of what's going on. Um, Arbitration is not a bad thing. It's just private court um, instead of it being public. The the reason why most companies have these arbitration clauses in there is because I think it's like 88% of arbitrations end in settlements um and the thing with arbitration is is those are binding judgments so they can't be appealed and that's why companies like Sixola like arbitration because it avoids the appeal process and getting things bumped up to all the way up to the supreme court level if it needs to be so if you do it through arbitration it's theoretically it can be quicker it can take just as long as normal court depending on discovery and all these other appeals processes. But at some point, once the judgment is rendered in arbitration, that's it. You cannot appeal a judgment from an arbitration case. It's binding arbitration. So that's why these companies prefer arbitration, because it forces people to an outcome that cannot be appealed, which can be good or bad, because that it, it's binding to both parties, and you never know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the um the big thing I, I would think to look at here is extola is the company now who is really and K- kira did a video about this which i, th- I actually thought was really good um he, he talked about this a little bit but there, there there's an aspect of this which i think a lot of people aren't aren't thinking about which is that exola is pissed off right now like they are pissed off at caspian and soulbound studios because. they did over six million dollars in sales through exola and exola has that mandatory refund policy Mm -hmm. in place which is why caspian's trying so hard to push at least something some sort of a product out the door because he's trying to stave off not just pissed off people from stolen studios but he's trying to stave off exola as well because if they're forced to give out refunds because he can't complete a product that they can at least deliver to the, everybody's losing yeah. in that scenario mm-hmm. and i can guarantee you that exola is not going to go down in flames they're going to push it all on oh, yeah take Chaspian, down mm-hmm. which for better or for worse you know there there have been things that have been done and, and i'm not you know the, the 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 things that Exola have done in the past have not necessarily been great. I I immediately turned them down when they came to us when I was running the show at Stormhaven Studios. They wanted to work with us, and I said, "No, you're not you're not giving me anything that I can't do on my own, and you're wanting to take a percentage and and I don't like a lot of the business practices that you have. Um, but that's that's what's going on with this is and and there's some stuff in there which I haven't dug into enough yet. I'm not sure how that affects the class section of that lawsuit because there was part of that class action what is it's not just the twenty two thousand dollar guy. It's him and a bunch of other people who got together with a lawyer. And I'm not sure if that's a class arbitration or if that's an individual arbitration. I haven't dug into it enough to 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 know that aspect of it yet or not. But it all it just means is that the California court said Hey, there's an arbitration clause. You should have read it when you signed it. You can't do a class action lawsuit. It's got to go to arbitration. And I'm gonna punt it up to Washington because I don't want to deal with it. And that's where the that's where Soulbound's located. So now it's the Washington state attorney general's problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Yeah, I was like um,
0: reading through this too. Uh, right here it said, uh proposed class, action filed against Soulbound Studios. on think Zola said, sorry. On February 2nd claims the plaintiff an Ohio resident spent approximately 20,000 on downloadable content for Chronicles of Lyra a game soulbound promised to be quote unique and compelling quest system where personalized procedurally generated story arcs follow characters no matter where they go in the world end quote So I, mean, I don't see I haven't seen anything in their presentation of anything here lately that's got any of that to it.
1: No, and and this Yikes. is this is worth this is very important because the outcome of this case is going to affect yes. all independent developers and all Kickstarter projects. But anybody who has ever developed an independent product and and taken money either through pre-orders or through Kickstarter or whatever the case may be, this is going to render a judgment based on if you produce something that's dramatically different from what you took money for if you take too long to develop something this goes back to i think we had a conversation a couple months back about the need for regulation and how you look at wall street 50 years ago there wasn't nearly as much regulation as there is now because it takes bad shit happening for regulation to take place and Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing now is we're starting to see bad shit happening not just chronicles of leary but with lots of different independent games we're seeing lots of scammy shady stupid shit happening mm-hmm. with crowdfunded money and now we're going to start seeing consequences of that over the next few years which is going to render um regulation in the marketplace which is not a bad thing in my mind um you know it's good good while it lasted but uh, at some point you know you got to pay the butcher
0: yeah. And it's like, you know, that's like something we, I come back to too. It's like we are definitely living in a time right now where, you know, companies that are just not doing right by the consumer, the people that, you know, support the games or the development or whatever, or even the game that's out now. We're going to get, we're going to get to this. I was going to say, this is a good segue. It is a hell of a segue. <laughs> right. Cause what's the big, the big daddy of all, all discussions for this show today is, man. And I, I'd say this with a heavy heart. I'm going, to, I'm, going to pin, I'm going to put a pin in that and let you sit there and marinate on that for a second because I forgot another point. And that is, I have a community member that we've talked a lot about Chronicles of Valyria. And I have a community member who specifically has, who backed the game and all the stuff, like all that we're talking about and had interactions with Exola, who has given me a detailed outline of screenshots, information, data, And I'm planning to put together a case study, keeping it completely anonymous because I think it's a really good framework example for people to look at and go like this is, in my opinion, how a scam takes advantage of people. These are the things that occur. Here are the steps that are followed because I hate to say this, but there's a structure to it and you Mm -hmm. can go and look at some of the other games that have been pulling the same wool over people like, for example, I believe dream world and plenty of other games. It's like, well, if they did it, let me see if I can get in on some of that action too. I just want a piece of the pie. I want a piece of the scam pie. And you know what the, one of the best things that people could do it, uh, number one, read everything in detail, like you said, and do your research. And hopefully this when done along with plenty of other things is a good piece that can allow people to do the research on like what the warning signs are like what what not to do i mean at some on some level yeah it comes back to individual choices but still you know there does need to be regulation there do need Uh to be measures put into place that protect people from people like that that are doing these things and from my perspective i don't believe that there are good enough protective measures in place
1: there's not and there's also the case of um and i'm gonna i'm gonna poop a little bit on stupid people here for a minute um but there's also uh my brother and i we're just going through this because my brother and i have this little side gig that we've been doing for about a year and a half now he does most of it i've just got money in the project but he he buys and he buys old consoles handhelds and stuff and repairs them and and then sells them on ebay and stuff and he had a recent case of somebody where he clearly in the description text he's selling uh he's selling an Xbox game and another Xbox game with it and he in the description text says the case for this other game is cracked and broken it still functions it still closes but it is broken right so he 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 showed it in a screenshot in a in a picture and listed it in the description text the guy bought it got mm-hmm. it left a review and said, this is bullshit. One star review. The case was completely broken. Didn't open. No photos to show this. No description telling me that it was broken. And it's like, dude, you had pictures showing it cracked and you had a description showing that it was cracked and broken. That's why it was being offered at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. You lose the right to complain about something when you don't read the fine print. So as that's, you also need, (laughs) this is why there are Warning labels on like uh, a can of uh, sprayable air to clean your computer. Don't use near open flame. This is flammable because uh, some dipshit yeah, out some there dipshit. went and blew something up, you know, or don't drink radiator fluid because somebody out I'm there drank radiator it. fluid. You know, it's like uh, regulation helps and we do need it, but we also have to understand that there are some people who just don't some pay attention choices, to things. Man.
0: Yeah. Right. You got it goes back to read read it man. Just do that part. That's your that is your job if you don't want these things to happen. Now, if you're doing that and then things happen, that's that's where the regulation I think comes into play of being important to have there. Yo, here we go. So, coming back to that pin, that painful pin. And this genuinely does uh Oh, do I have low volume? Hold on.
1: Oh, it sounds good to me. Okay, cool. So,
0: <sighs> Blizzard man, I'm just gonna say Blizzard. Yep. Fuck. Fuck man. I I've been upset by Blizzard Activision. Let's just say Activision here. Um, it, King Activision Blizzard at this point, right? That's like what we're really saying here. This is rough, man. Like. Shit, I played World of Warcraft for a long time, dude. A long time. I stopped playing it because I stopped thinking they cared about the game. But. OK, for those who don't know, right, this is a, a huge deal right now, right? Activision Blizzard has got a lawsuit. Um, They How, what's the best way of, of saying this in short? <sighs> They're being sued for misconduct, essentially, towards people within the company, right? Uh, there have been a lot of different uh, people. There's over, a, a, I think, something like two thousand plus people at this point who have signed an open letter. Um, uh, it's
1: more than. It's more than. Wait. It was more than three thousand as of yesterday. Yeah,
0: it was like two days ago. I think that I, I heard it was it, two thousand yeah. or whatever, and. One of the things that cued me into this was I saw Steven Sharif, who's the CEO creative director for ashes of creation, essentially posted something on Twitter about like, you know, just how horrible he felt about seeing that that was happening. And I do too. I feel horrible to see that that's happening because, you know, I think of like the fact that there's been so many, man, there are so many points here. There's people in blizzard who have been behaving very inappropriately towards other staff, right? sexual misconduct that's the basic version of it like the more detailed version of that you have a lot of stories apparently that are coming to light right now and they are being sued um there have been tone deaf in in my opinion tone deaf responses from the developers right i saw former blizzard uh developers like mike morhan right Metzen, like all these people who we're, you know, chiming in on it. And I'm just like, man, dude, like how you can't help, but wonder how long was this going on? And people that knew about it and you, you can't help, but wonder did some of the people that I thought were like these icons in like gaming industry, like actually participate in this? Look, I don't know if they did or not. I'm not, I'm not accusing anyone but when you've dedicated a lot of time to a game that you've loved and you're like, Oh man, this is always framed. Like think about blizzcon. This is framed as like, you know, we all come together about the game. We love, you know, we're a thriving community. We're in this together We're on this vision. It's great universe. And then you find out stuff like this is going on and this on top of how I've already been already felt about what was going on with the games development in general then you got these like what i consider tone deaf responses um then the activision right head guy says what's his name again i i um, what was or, it
1: uh bobby what's his name yeah bobby Kotick? Kotick? Yeah, Kotick. thank you
0: yeah so i thought that the J. allen brack right he is the current blizzard president right i thought his the response was just like okay okay that's super when it feels generic in something like this it's just not a good a good look
1: well there's there's a bunch of so i think there's a few takeaways one the most important takeaway for me is that it's not just they're not it's not just they're just being sued by someone random no it's the state of california yes so this is this is the highest level of the state you know, and it this is after a two-year investigation, so it's not just like willy-nilly we're going to sue Blizzard for sexual misconduct, misappropriate remarks, bad pay, all these other issues with racism and and misogyny and all these other things. This is the state of California saying we just finished a two-year investigation and we have found such agrarious issues, so many horrific issues with this company and this frat boy culture. You know and i'm going to say something here it's it's the for any of you who support trump i you know sorry to you but you know it's the whole grab them by the pussy type of mentality right and hopefully i don't offend anybody by saying that i didn't say that that's someone else's quote well, but it's that that's frat.
0: actually a video which i've seen before so yeah so facts. it's yeah it's fine
1: it's it's that's a frat that's the frat boy culture that the state of california is accusing blizzard of having and
0: uh state of california you were
1: just saying yeah the state of california and you were just saying uh, simmer like um without even digging into all of the accusations that are being made in and it, and it's like i don't know 50 pages i don't remember how many pages the document is i went through most of it the day it came out um the allegations are very disturbing it's, uh, several individuals are named specifically the one individual in particular who was the creative director uh one of the creative directors of world of warcraft for many years was apparently and they just announced this i believe yesterday blizzard came out and said oh yeah he was fired in 2020 he didn't just leave he was fired for misconduct and it's like but you're you didn't tell anybody that until now and we're finding out that he only got fired after the results of the investigation so if there hadn't been an investigation he would have still been working with you like there are a lot of questions being made by people, but it's not just the sexual misconduct allegations. It's also the misogyny and the racism. It's the fact that women developers have consistently been underpaid and never promoted against compared to their male counterparts. My favorite are like the evidence of like these, these male uh, like lead developers, like showing up late to work and being like you, you know, you're my little assistant developer, go do the things that need to be done. And I'm going to go play call of duty in the break room with my other three lead developers. And, and there's just a whole bunch of stuff in this document that's, that's being alleged the behavior and the way people are treated and the lack of transparency about pay. And it's a nasty, nasty, nasty lawsuit. So it, it it's covering Wow. a whole bunch of stuff yeah, and I is. think that the, the tone-deaf remarks are appropriate and to be called such because on the one hand you have all these ex-people like Mike Morhaime and Chris Metzen who are like oh we apologize we can't believe that this happened and it's like there is you have to think about this for a minute I'm not defending them at all but I do need to say this in a company where you have 10,000 employees it does become difficult to know what's going on at all times in all corners of everything. And some people will say, well, that's your fault. If you're the president of a company, then you should be, resp- and I agree, you should be responsible for those things and you should, but it can be difficult. I'm not, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just saying, here's the reality of things. If you've got an HR department and something gets handed up through the chain and it goes through 10 different people, each person is going to have a different response to those claims And each person is going to have a different interpretation of those claims. And they're not always going to pass on the information in the exact same way. They might change the wording. it might get handled in a different way. And by the time it gets to the president, the guy at the top, it might be a watered-down version of what actually happened. And he might not actually know what actually happened down here at this level because it went through 10, 15, 20 HR people before it got to him. Not an excuse. I'm just saying that's the reality of a 10,000 employee company. That being said, the reason you're seeing Metzen and Morheim and all these guys making these dramatic apologies is because they are preparing for what's to come. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen in this lawsuit is anyone who is in a position of authority during the 10, 12 years that are being called out in this lawsuit have the potential for being found partly guilty, partly responsible, for anything that that the state of California finds Blizzard guilty of. And that's very important. And so they're establishing their defense very early on that, hey, we're so sorry. They're establishing contrition. And by establishing contrition, you're minimizing any potential criminal or civil charges that could happen later on down the road because you showed that you were very, very sorry that those things happened. Genuine or not, and I don't want to argue whether these people are making genuine uh, uh, – why am I just blanking on the word? Apologies, excuse me. I'm not going to argue that point because, like I said, 10,000 people, they may or may not have known about things. We don't know the facts of this. Um, We just know that there were things going on. The tone-deaf stuff is not from the people who are making apologies. The Mm -hmm. tone-deaf stuff is from the current Activision Blizzard Mm -hmm. staff. And heads who have said, it's bullshit, we're going to vigorously defend against this lawsuit, these are misrepresented facts and statements, blah, blah, blah. And that's why you have, as of yesterday, I haven't checked today, as of yesterday, there was like more than 3,000 people, which is like 30% of the staff have signed a petition saying, your response tells us that everyone who's a potential victim, you're just going to call a liar because it's 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 not the truth it's a distorted version of reality we're going to figure you're not you've now told us as employees that all of our version of events are wrong de facto false because you're establishing that your legal position is that we as employees are wrong that that we have a distorted version of reality and that our complaints aren't valid and everything else and you'll notice that Bobby Kotick or whatever his name is, didn't yeah. make a response until after the petition was signed because and it was usually down to. And saying. yeah, the stocks freefalled down and he suddenly came out and was like, oh, sorry for the tone deaf response. We heard you. Here's what we're doing. Well, guess what? You hiring a handpicked law firm, which, by the way, is the same law firm that Amazon is using as a union busting law firm to break up the unionization of Amazon workers, you hiring a law firm that you've handpicked is not an independent third party, which is what the employee petition asked for. They asked for four or five things. One of those things was an independent Mm -hmm. third party analysis of all of the inner workings and reviews of all the staff and leadership and everything else. And Mr. Kotick basically just said, Now, what we're going to do is – here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire this law firm, and they're going to do it. Trust me. They're going to take care of it. We're looking into the problems. I apologize for the tone-deaf statement. I don't buy that for a minute. Sorry. Um, The only way for this to actually come to resolution, have a good resolution, is there have to be independent third parties who come in who are not in cahoots with – leadership who aren't part of who aren't on the the payroll of activision blizzard that's the only way you're going to get any sort of realistic results because the employees are asking for not just that they're asking Mm -hmm. for transparency and pay structure they're asking for transparency and all these different things they're asking for restructure of the company restructure of leadership they're asking for transparency they're asking for all these things and codex response yesterday was we hear you and we've hired a law firm. Trust us, we're going to take care of things. And it's like you didn't actually address any of the right. complaints that people yep. have. That's It's 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 bad. And I was briefly talking about this before the show. I'll say this, and then I'll shut up and and let you rant. Um, everybody who paid attention to the Weinstein scandal with Weinstein with Harvey Weinstein and then the Weinstein Productions, they were one of the biggest pub, uh, uh, production companies in Hollywood. You know, dozens of Oscar winning features, huge publication house, huge production house. And when all of these allegations came out about him, it was the same rigmarole of we're vigorously going to defend. It's not true. These are distorted facts, blah, blah, blah. The investigation came to a head. He was found guilty of some things and and put in prison. And the company immediately folded. All the investors went, eh, we don't want to touch anything. All the production deals went away and the company went completely under it no longer exists as a company so blizzard is facing a very serious and bleak future at the moment unless they take care of this and just accept that this crap happened right not not sit here and defend against it and say it's not true this is not and the reason they have to say that is because the corporate lawyers who protect the investors that's what that's what they do The reality would be to say, uh, "Yeah, we really didn't know it was it happened. It that's bad. Like we're so sorry. Uh, And 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 what what can you tell us what we can do to make it up to you, and let the people decide. But instead, it's it's going through the typical legal crap that's that's going on. The other thing I want to say, just a final final note, is everything that happened with the Weinstein Company, there was never a state." involved in suing weinstein Good or point. the company it was individuals so think of how powerful the lawsuits against weinstein were mm-hmm. from individuals yep. and now ramp it up a notch because you have the state mm-hmm. of california coming against blizzard not an individual the state and after concluding a two-year investigation that is not distorted facts that is not you know misguided things that that is there's stuff that happened uh not good i have been quite involved in reading all this stuff and it's it's very disturbing there have been there was a woman who committed suicide yeah Uh because of sexual harassment um the the cosby suite i mean it's just there's some really dark dark stuff and it just comes down to it's like the rock star mentality when you get to a certain point and you've got you know, millions of adoring fans who will show up to BlizzCon and just throw money at themselves. And you've got, you know, girls, girls, girls. I'm just thinking Motley Crue right now. Girls, girls, girls. You know, it's like there comes a point some people can't resist that temptation and that power and the, the, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, it's dirty, dasty stuff, man.
0: You know what? I think that the the way to solve the problem is easy because like I, you know, Always thought you know, people are like, What's going to kill World of Warcraft? Wow, or the company in some way could this kill it? Yeah, it It could. could. And aside from that, that would be a damn shame, by the way. You also can't help but wonder because there's a lot of people that work there that you know are stand up, that do are passionate game developers, that do love the, the game they work on. You also can't help but wonder how long has this been going on and how much has that potentially gotten in the way of the quality of work they could have put out?
1: Right. Well, they do say that some of the allegations go back to 2010. Oh, I, I haven't seen anything shit. from before 2010, but some Damn. of the allegations go back to, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Um, so it's not anything new. Uh, the interesting thing yeah. too, by the way, is that, um, the reason it's Activision Blizzard is because Blizzard is Activision Blizzard. Yeah. They did a merger. Yep. But if you look at everything that's the, everything that has been alleged has nothing to do with Activision. No. It's all Blizzard, yeah. and it's all Blizzard staff and Blizzard leadership and Blizzard events and things that happened within Blizzard. Uh,
0: Blizzard but employees. because
1: Blizzard is part of the Activision Blizzard yeah. company, Activision is now drawn into this, which makes it a much more complex matter because it's not going to be as simple If if, let's just say, all this stuff gets everybody gets found guilty, hmm. people go to jail, all these other things happen. It's going to be very difficult for Activision to boot Blizzard out because of the way all of the mergers have happened. I don't know the legalities of all of that, um, but it could theoretically be something that that brings the company to its knees. Yeah. Um, and 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 it could be said that it's necessary for Blizzard to get back to the company that they used to be.
0: Yeah, because if you had asked Yeah, if you had asked me some time back if I would ever in my wildest dreams thought I I genuinely would not have expected this, like if of Blizzard of many companies just because of the it's just the way it's always been portrayed, you know. I mean I've been to two Blizzcons like the the vibes of community and all that. I just it actually blows my mind because that you know, even even with Activision being there, even with The way the game's been developed and everything else does it completely surprise me if that's some of the contributing factor no Would i've ever imagined even with the way the game's development was going that i would have ever foresaw that being part of the dynamic no way because it was blizzard i just there was there would have never been an indicator for me um you know to me it was always nerds that love video games getting together and making something good and then you know you hear this happening and you know you can't help but feel for me, I, I, I empathize, you know, with, with, with that and with those people and with everything they've gone through. And then, you know, I see this and I'm curious what your take is on this. Cause as we've been sitting here talking about this, I actually didn't know of that about this, but it looks like a, someone posted on the ashes of creation, Reddit said a simple thank you from some of us at blizzard. And I'm just like, what? And apparently it says there's a food truck that was actually parked outside of the front of Blizzard. And it says on the board there, Intrepid Studios and the Ashes of Creation community support you, heart. Enjoy lunch and stay strong.
1: Kudos. Wow. Um This is also, um, I was saying earlier that we also saw, I think it was as of yesterday or the day before, all the Ubisoft employees. Wow are standing up and supporting Blizzard as well because they've been facing – I mean it's been three, four, five – maybe not five years, but three or four years now of ongoing issues and controversies with the leadership and executives at Ubisoft getting accused of sexual harassment and and multiple people getting fired or leaving the company because of these types of, of, of things happening um so it's really good to see not just the big dogs but it's also good to see companies like Ashes of Creation coming out and mm-hmm. supporting in solidarity of the developers because like you were saying earlier you know probably 99% of the employees working for Blizzard mm-hmm. have are just people who want to work on games yeah. and, and but now they're being lumped into this this melting pot because of the actions of the 1% of their company who are drunk on power and money and, and doing really sketchy shit. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it does go beyond just the sexual misconduct. It's, there's a whole, and this oh, is part of the ongoing, the yeah. it's the ongoing me too movement of not even the me too movement per se, but it's the ongoing me too movement as well as the ongoing disparity in pay, um, between the sexes. Uh, there was a good example of this, uh, Not to sidetrack too much, but um, I think it was called All the Money. It was a Ridley Scott-directed movie that uh, um, reshoots because they brought in Christopher Plummer to replace – what's the guy from House of Cards? I'm forgetting. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey got fired off the movie after all the allegations were made. They brought in Christopher Plummer. Mark Wahlberg was on the movie. They had to come do reshoots. Mark Wahlberg and Michelle – forget her last name – When they came into the reshoots she got paid fifteen hundred dollars she's an oscar winning oscar nominated actress mark Wahlberg has never won any awards right he got paid 1.5 million dollars for the reshoots and she got paid fifteen hundred dollars this just goes to show you the level of disparity in many industries between men and women award-winning actress Who should be making as much money as him but she got paid 1500 bucks versus and people will say well she should have negotiated in her contract And it's like well women don't always have the same negotiating power especially and i say this because i live in mexico and my wife has gone through this women in mexico are you kidding me there's no such thing as equality in mexico if you're a woman in mexico you will and you just accept the fact that when you go work at a place you're going to get your butt slapped. You're going to be whistled at. You're going to be, you're going to listen to misogynist jokes be made about you. It's just a fact of working in a workplace here in Mexico for many, many women. And there aren't the same level of protections and, and human, not human rights, but there aren't the same level of um, uh, human resource departments that there are in the United States. But even in the US, we're seeing that human resource departments fail dramatically as in the case of blizzard and we're seeing the just the the disparity because so many people just want to work in games that they're willing to work for pennies and people will take advantage of that if you're willing to work for something that's five times less than what someone else is making no one's gonna give you that you gotta fucking ask for it or fight for it like they don't just give it to you and it sucks but that's just the reality of the world we're in and that's something that's hopefully going to be changing for the better eventually
0: and it' just, it does it's it's very very disappointing you know with 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 blizzard and everything that's going down and they had a walk out as well where they weren't you know they walked out and everything and I think this the answer to solve the problem is very simple i i I hope that we see it happen, but it's you know obviously investigate who is involved top to bottom if you were involved in it, you get kicked out right you you're not there anymore. You put protective measures in place to help safeguard that sort of thing from happening again, and you strive to do better. Like that's that's think, ownership though is to get rid of the individuals and not like you know go oh well, I don't I don't know I wasn't part of it like let right and that's the job. issue
1: because the the three thousand plus people that signed the petition yeah. as of yesterday the the four or five I had to look at it again I don't know if it's four or five things the things that they asked for are those very things that you're saying right now mm-hmm. they're asking for those things and kotick's response yesterday was to he just ignored I can't do that man most of them. And the only one he responded to was, we are hiring this this law firm to look into the allegations and to help us sort through this mess, right? Well, that doesn't even address even no. one of the issues because you hand – literally their petition says we want a third party no. to come in, and you, yeah. you handpicked. And I think yeah. it's very ironic that the same company that they handpicked is the company that's helping Amazon counter – It's union busting is what it is because Amazon workers want to unionize to get rights. And Amazon – or excuse me, Blizzard workers are now basically – they're doing walkouts and they're getting ready to They're. It's, it's looking like the next step could be unionization for the workers as well. And so what, what Kotick has done is he's gone out and hired this big law firm that fights against unionization.
0: That look, not a good look, homie. It's not a good look. It's
1: not a good look. Not When that's
0: the one thing you respond to. How about the more important shit of like, yo, people got hurt. Like that should be at the core of what you're responding to. You certainly no. shouldn't be hiring a company to cover your ass, and then go. Let's respond to the one thing. Let's talk about how we're going to cover our ass,
1: and and make it try to look like you're doing it for the good of you're doing the, a favor employees. For yeah, and it's like no, you're not. You're protecting that's, your investors. Out of
0: here with that shit, man.
1: And your hundred and fifty million dollar salary, like yeah, that's what you're doing. So, oh, yeah, the, the real change. Honestly, the only thing that's going to provoke change right now is going to be lawsuit doing what it's intended mm-hmm. to do finding people guilty punishing those people accordingly and then also uh leadership yep. accepting not only the responsibility for the failure but also saying we have to take responsibility for the we have to be responsible for the change of this company Absolutely. and if that means and here's the thing here's the hardest thing that that means if that means stepping down to let someone else lead the company because they're a better fit then that's what that means but most people don't have the balls to do that because they don't want to lose money and power yeah it's it's not it's not that easy
0: although if i'm not if i don't remember if i could be wrong on this but if i if i remember correctly didn't he also have like something against him once upon a time bobby kotick yeah i don't know I, I need know. to i need to do a little bit of research in my abundant spare time you yeah, know we know that's <laughs> <laughs> my abundant spare time let me do a little bit of re let me research this but i could have swore there was at some point in time something about him and there were jokes being made about about like because of him being kind of like sleazy or something as a result of this like thing that had happened i can't i don't know for sure i just i'm just going off of memory and usually if i'm like remembering something there's a reason for it it's possible i have the wrong person but i don't feel like it I feel like i remember something usually usually i'm not off if i do but i don't know now it's gonna drive me nuts i'm probably gonna have to google that shit so
1: <clears throat> air from a deep dive
0: deep dive it seems like there's a, a, a handful of those coming up here soon and uh man, to those people that are used to this podcast and everything, I know that these, you know, podcasts have been a little slow moving. I feel like right now, there's so many things going on in the gaming domain that weekly episodes are almost important to like not miss out on like covering things. Cause then it's like, I feel like I've missed out on talking about so many things that this was like, damn, I wish Nathan was here for this. You know what I mean? Cause it would have been really interesting to hear his take on this too. Cause he's you know he's got he's got a lot of perspective he's on invested
1: this. in warcraft as yeah, well See, he I'm, is. I'm out of the three of you out of the three of us i should say i'm the one who's not necessarily as invested in world of warcraft because i've never played i've played retail like six weeks out of all the time it's been available and i played classic for like six months and that's that's the most i've ever played warcraft so i have Dude. not been invested in the company like everybody else has Dude. but i do know and i have friends who have poured their heart and soul into this and as players they are affected and then i see people who are developers who are like am i going to be screwed out of getting a job ever again because i worked for blizzard like you know i this was supposed to be my dream job the place where i came that was like the pinnacle of like game development like you get a job at blizzard and you're set for the rest of your life and now it's like maybe i'm not set for the rest of my life because maybe no. it's a tainted you know, now it's this tainted thing um and and in the defense of Nathan not being here for this show. This isn't going to go away anytime soon. We'll be talking about
0: it anytime soon. Yeah, the lawsuit picking up on I'm sure next time. The
1: lawsuit's going to go on for a while, so it's uh it'll be interesting to see um honestly, you know, I I I was surprised the fact that there were 30% of the employees did the sign in and walk out and everything right. else and I would I would expect that number to grow as people become less afraid of losing their jobs and and realize that you know, it's – I mean you, the, the reality is that many people won't stand up because they need that paycheck. Need the paycheck. They've got two kids. They've got two kids. They need the health insurance. They need, People will turn a blind eye to a lot of shit if it keeps food on the table, the kids in school, health insurance, gas in the car. Man, it's so – it's sad but true. I mean people will – not everyone is in not everyone has the luxury of being in a position where they can have their integrity yeah. at the forefront and, and be able to to demonstrate or to protest or to say, no, this isn't right. I've had enough. Like it's everyone so always easy. says, you have a choice. Everyone has a choice. And it's like, Either yeah, I have a choice done, to man. feed my kids or lose my job. And yeah. you know, it's not that easy for some
0: people. No, dude. I think it's it's and I think it's very important too to like I just want to like say this too. I think it's I've already seen it on social media, right? Like, I don't I don't follow so many people, but like um, I saw like lore from like way back in the day with anybody who remembers like, you know, World of Warcraft, He did tank spot videos, the Weekly Marmot and all that stuff. I I know the name,
1: even though I don't. Yeah. yeah.
0: Diva lore like Josh Allen. Right. And so like he did, he participated in the walkout and I actually saw people It was on twitter granted and i'm not trying to be a big thing make a big thing out of her jump on the drama train i'm just making it as a point i saw people going yeah you you didn't know about this you're there you were in this position you worked this close to these people i'm like that doesn't mean you know you don't know who's in the know about this just because someone could be up in the top of a community's uh management position or just because someone was like you know the, the the face of some you know uh podcast element or a community roundtable element, or like did some of the shot calling during BlitzCon or whatever for like arenas or any of those kind of presentations. Like, just because someone's involved in those and they seem so upfront, that doesn't mean they know. That doesn't mean they're aware of it. Like, and I, I think it's also very unfair to, like, look, should we want to support these people? Absolutely. Is it important? Absolutely. But I agree with all that 100%. But I, I think it's very important to not. Go oh you work at blizzard. Are you one of them that that doesn't do any good man? Like there are a lot a lot a lot a lot of people that work there And I think the second you do that like you don't know man You could be literally demonizing somebody who is in a position working at blizzard who might have been subjected to that stuff you you don't know man, so it's more important to like support the initiative and the legal proceedings and the well-being of the individuals who were harmed in these circumstances than it is to like look for someone to blame you you got to follow the evidence man you got to let the people do their job right do people sometimes not do their job right sure right but cross that bridge when you get to it and i think it's important to support the people when you've got that many people at blizzard who are supporting a walkout and then you've also got like a developer going oh we're not getting any work on the game done well no shit of course you're not. I would expect that the games like move it along as normal when you got people at blizzard that are like, you know, standing up for this initiative and like doing a walkout and everything else. So obviously this is going to be going on for a while. Um, My, my hope though genuinely is that I genuinely hope that the people that have been wronged, you know, uh, that are done right in this situation. I hope that, you know, that, and I, I think that this is going to, because I go back to the state of California. When I mean, the state of California is involved, you're not just talking about a lawsuit from one person to another. It's not a civil suit. No. This is like, this is the state of California going after Blizzard. Like, there's, they got some stuff there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you've, if you've completed a two year investigation and you think you have enough to mm-hmm. take a, 10 billion what is it 10 billion dollar company with ninety five hundred employees to court you've got enough to make something
0: stick you do and so this is the accountability man it's important that they're accountable for those people look out for the well-being of others and do right by the community and that's it it's really a simple answer man like it's simple answer to a horrible situation you you don't safeguard the individuals who are responsible for this and you get them out and and you move forward and you do better and you own it. Which, by the way, I've seen some ownership, but I don't know that I really feel like I'm seeing the people that are actually
1: there now. I haven't seen anybody that's there now making ownership. I've seen previous individuals who were in leadership positions saying, hey, we're so sorry if we failed you. And again, I can't speak to the validity of those apologies or if those are just being made for the legal defense down the road. But you know, there have been some statements from previous people which sound good, but from the people who are currently managing the show, I've not heard any contrition at all. It's been, well, you know, these things are complicated and the stories aren't exactly the same There's a little bit of distortion and we're going to have to get to the facts. And we do apologize if there's been any hurt feelings and stuff like that. And it's like, but you that's not an apology. No, it's not. Uh, it's just, you know, it's it's you making vague responses without actually promising to do anything about it. So the the court thing will be um big thing. And and I do I do want to speak really quickly to the importance of mental health. Um mm-hmm. I I had a brother who committed suicide um who was younger than me. Um not because of something like this, but he had there were issues. Um mm-hmm. and he was 30 when he when he took his own life and and I see a lot of people who even now don't consider people with they don't consider mental health to be important
0: That's
1: um and i'm gonna i'm gonna say real quick if you're watching the current olympics um i think her name is i can't I, i don't know if i'm butchering her name simone biles i believe is her name she's won the gold medal in the gymnastics at rio and she she literally just like withdrew over the last couple of days because her mental health was not where it needed to be for competition and i've seen people bashing her for being a you know you're weak. You're a pussy. Whatever the case may be, because you know you 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 know you just need to tough it up and and deal with it. And you know you you're at that level. You should be trained to handle the stress and all this other stuff. And it's like, that's how people commit suicide and and do stupid yeah, things. Was... Is when when they don't. And I, I I really would like to applaud her and other people who understand the importance of mental health because and i and i say that as a segue to come back to what's going on with the blizzard people right now and what you were saying earlier Simmer, about you don't know the people who work there if they were accused or if they were assaulted or not excuse me um and so everybody who's dealing with the stress of being there and the mental fatigue and now being worried about their well-being and everything else because of the accusations being leveled against the company and 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 the trolls that exist on twitter and instagram and all these other places who will attack a developer just because they happen to work for a company mm-hmm. um they receive death threats on a daily basis and you know get called horrible names and people like sticks and stones you should be able to handle it it's like yeah but when it's every day all day constantly that does wear down in you so mental health um and you're not there you don't
0: know what they can or they yeah, can't you don't do know the circumstances you know yeah I mean shit i work in mental health for a living right like it's it's not so cookie cutter and you know it's it, it is a, a situation you have to be you have to treat delicately so you know i think the more important part right now is like you know if you care about what's going on be supportive of the people who are voicing their experiences and don't try to demonize anybody just let the let the legal team do what they got to do because you know go back to they sure as hell wouldn't the state of california wouldn't be going after blizzard if they didn't have something already they got they've got it they've got something they don't just do that you know because like well we want to investigate this nope they did that already
1: yeah it's like that's what the attorney general does and this is not the attorney general as an fyi but it's one of the state yeah attorneys and it's like if you report something to the SEC or the FTC, they don't just immediately go. Yeah. they do an investigation yeah. and if they find that company, that's when they take them to court and say, "Oh no, you've been you know Shanghai and people for money and so yeah, legal process is important. We'll watch the facts unfold and see see what we see um, yeah. it is a, it's it's an interesting, unfortunate, but also I think I don't know how to say this without sounding. Like I'm I'm not making fun of the situation else, but I, I think it's the right time for this to be happening because yeah. well, lot of we've happening. seen all these problems with Ubisoft over the past few yeah. years. Yeah. And we're we're seeing it not just there. We're seeing other smaller independent studios where the heads have been accused of sexual misconduct. We've seen this past year, like voice actors, yeah, like big voice actors for franchises who have been abused who have been accused of abusing. Um, their their power at conferences mm-hmm. and conventions, getting these young teenage fans uh, to go to hotels rooms with them and taking advantage of yeah. their position and, and things of that nature. So there's it's not just one company. This is a big thing that is part of that overall, I hate to lump it all into the Me Too movement, but it is kind of all part of the Me Too movement of just of the accountability that's finally starting to happen for a lot of people across the board.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, with that, With that being said, you know, like don't want to leave on a super negative note. <laughs> um, We'll definitely continue like talking about this and like, you know, having discussions around this and kind of following it closely because I, you know, I do agree. I think that there are, you know, I'm not saying it's silver lining, um, but I think it's, I don't want to say even good timing, but it's important that it is happening and it, it's not, you know, because now you've got like this going on. This is gaming industry. You got the exploitive situation of like consumers and the gaming industry and kickstarting and all that. I mean, we we talked about this, like you said, a couple months back. So I come back around to we've actually had discussions about how like there is uh, going to have to be big changes in the gaming industry for things to get better for employees, for consumers, the, for the customers, for the companies, for the games that are being developed, like, and this is a layer of that, one of many layers. And it's unfortunate that's happening. Um, I think that my hope is that along with this and the things like Kickstarters and things like that, that we've kind of been seeing, uh, I'm hoping that there's more attention kind of being paid to like, we really need to make sure that we're really regulating and like monitoring some of these things a bit better um, because there is there is harm coming to people in some way, shape or form. And we're not really looking out for those people. So we need to make sure somebody is. Um, and I think that's that's where I'd like to leave today. Um, we've got a lot of things that are still on the horizon right now, right? I've gotten a few different games that have been linked to me. Games that are in development that I'd like to talk about. Um, oh my God, I want to talk about Elden Ring, but we're going to save that one too. Because that one...
1: Looked at it since shit. last that trailer from a couple months ago.
0: Someone someone on YouTube did a breakdown, I can't remember the name, but they they broke down like the lore and kind of what's going on there. I was like, oh shit.
1: I was like, Sike. Well, I, with I think, Martin involved, I, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm looking forward to
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So we got a few games that are like up and coming that are on the horizon. Um, we kind of hit on the ones today that really stood out. We'll definitely be touching base on Blizz again moving forward. Uh, some of the other things that we mentioned, games that have been developed, we haven't talked about today. But you know in the meantime we got a lot of people around here who are going to still be testing new world still be testing ash as a creation some people still testing and jumping into like Crowfall and experiencing that um there's a lot of stuff going on with a lot of games right now we didn't even talk about final fantasy 14. i want to get to that one too um because i know that's a good one to talk about next time too because nathan should be here and that one will be interesting um I actually created a Final Fantasy 14 channel. I've been playing the shit out of Gwent. Does anybody play Gwent? Holler at you, boy, if you do. I
1: I had it on mobile for about a year and a half.
0: So, so much. Gwent's a lot of fun, man. I played it four years ago, right? And then I, like, broke a bunch of duplicate cards down because I played it a lot whenever it was, like, you know, in testing and all that stuff. Then it launched and I was playing a little bit. And then other things kind of stepped in. Didn't really have a reason to keep playing it. Um, figured I'd come back later. Well, that became four years, came back and I was like, oh, I forgot how much I enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, I, I did it last year at the beginning of the, or no, I it was last year during the the pandemic and mm. uh, during the first part. And i started about six years, six months before the pandemic, not six years, six months before the pandemic. But on mobile, not on the PC.
0: So everybody, that might be the end of our show, but uh, I'm going to let Renfield going ahead and kind of you know, Shout out his domains, what he's up to, where you can find him when he's not here on this podcast.
1: Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, the two places that are most important to us right now are, and it, well, really the number one most important place is going to be Patreon because we are doing our tabletop game and campaign modules, the adventure game, point and click adventure game that we're mm-hmm. building, and the serialized uh, chapters of the book that goes along with all this mm-hmm. stuff. We started in March and we're now starting the playtesting is going to be streamed August 4th. We're going to be playtesting the first campaign module next Wednesday. So, both of those are going to be patreon.com forward slash Renfail that's where all that mm-hmm. information can be found and youtube.com forward slash Renfail. And all those places have links to our Discord and all the other places.
0: Outstanding, and everybody will hopefully have Nathan back next week. um Might be the end of our show today, but we are always looking for more to join the party. Rants of Plenty Friends. Right Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Stay safe out there. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll catch you again next time. Have a great one, everybody.